Good evening. My name is Jürgen Steinmetz from Etobo News. Our main article tonight is The Pandemium of the Pandemic by Dr. Eleanor Garley. COVID-19 appeared first on the Chinese radar screen at the end of December in 2019 and became part of the global dialogue at the beginning of 2020. The World Health Organization declared the virus a pandemic on March 20, on March 12th in 2020. And since then, the virus has touched every aspect of the world economy, including but not limited to healthcare, politics, government, sociocultural systems, agriculture, climate, religion, entertainment, hospitality, travel, and tourism. More than 17.2 million people have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and in excess, 10 million patients have recovered. At least 673,000 people died, according to the reports from John Hopkins University. As of April 2020, business closures aimed all restricting movement and the spread of the virus affected 81% of the global workforce. And the impact on the worldwide tourism industry has been profound with the predicted loss of 100.8 million jobs. The area projected to see the biggest loss from COVID-19 is in the Asia-Pacific region, losing approximately 63.4 million jobs, while Europe will take the second largest hit with a forecast employment loss of 13 million. International tourist arrivals are estimated to drop 78% by the end of 2020, creating a loss in excess of 1.2 trillion US dollars in export revenues from tourism and 120 million direct tourism jobs representing seven times the impact of September 11th and the largest decline in, his, decline in history according to UNWTO. The impact has forced cultural changes from social distancing and face covering and travel and mobility bans from community lockdowns and stay-at-home campaigns to self-mandatory quarantine and isolations. Crowd group sizes are limited and there is an international fixation on safety and sanitation. In the history, looking at the history, the hotel, travel and tourism industry has not been immune um, of historical events like this. From disease, Ebola, SARS and Zika to terrorism at 9-11 and from earthquakes, Mexico and Haiti to global warming in Greenland and the Maldives. However, COVID-19 is presenting a brand new challenge and the impact is likely to be profound and long-term, ultimately transforming the entire world into a new socio-economic configuration. As COVID-19 is blasting new pathways Altering the world's values and systems, we are simultaneously heading towards a worldwide recession and global depression. This disease is bigger and worse than anything previously experienced, and the hotel, travel, and tourism industry is unprepared and unwilling to accept the fact that it was and is part of the pandemic problem and is doing its best to avoid its responsibility ignoring the issues and challenges that with the introduction of new products technology and services could lead to an innovative and better industry stemming the downwards economy spiral fear of travel from baby boomers to generation z from singles to families the opportunity to travel 
is, has been placed on the back burner of fear. Fear of contracting the coronavirus, fear of insufficient funds, fear of being quarantined for up to two weeks and fear of job loss or already laid off and furloughed. The anxiety associated with travel is supported by the CDC. Travel increases your chances of getting and spreading COVID-19. We don't know if one type of travel is safer than the others. However, airport, bus stations, train station, and the rest stop are all places travelers can be exposed to the virus in the air and on surfaces. Even Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Diseases at the National Institute of Health, told Market Watch that flying is risky right now. Hoteliers, restaurant owners, downstream suppliers around the world are lamenting the absence of visitors, counting the loss of revenue valued in billions in dollars, euros, pounds, and so forth. Spain was optimistic about salvaging this summer, only to be thrown into a tall spin when the UK government imposed a two-week quarantine on all tourists returning from Spain, eliminating it as an attractive destination for the Brits. Historically, British tourists comprised 20% of all foreign visitors to Spain. Between January and June 2020, this country lost 50% of its hotel's occupancy. Since tourism accounts for approximately 12% of the economy and the sector has lost an average of 5 billion euros a week since March, 40,000 bars and restaurants have been permanently shut with another 85,000 at risk. Is there a second wave of the virus? Tourism to Italy represents 13% of its GDP and this economy sector has declined by 80%, although the borders have been open to tourism since June. The, visitor, the visitors from the Alps to Sicily and Sardinia do not make up for the absence of overseas tourists who are impossible to replace. It is estimated that there will be 75 to 80% fewer foreign visitors in Italy this summer. Germany has issued a travel advisory for Spain recommending against travel to the northeastern regions of Catalonia, Aragon, and Navarra. Norway directed 10 days quarantine for people returning from the entire Iberian Peninsula, and France encouraged its citizens not to visit Catalonia. The beaches of Italy are not completely empty, as millions of Italians are spending the summer at popular beach resorts. However, Italians do not spend as much as Americans, Chinese, or any other international tourists. Hotels, restaurants, and boutiques along the Amalfi Coast have seen their incomes stream decline by 40 to 70%. Croatia tourism has declined 50%, and this industry accounts for 20% of the economy. The, con uh, the country is expecting its worst economic crisis since independence in 1991. In 2019, Portugal received 2 million British tourists with 64% in Algarve. This year to date, only 92,000 Brits have visited the coast, leaving waiters without customers and speech chair vacant. Um, the region depends on tourism and the number of unemployment grew by 231%, increasing from 8,000 to uh, 26,000. 
Lock and see. As a major global employer, one in 10 jobs are directly related to tourism. And an important GDP contributor for many countries, tourism is at the core economics. It is unfortunate that some media coverage of the pandemic has not provided the 360 view of the contributory significance of tourism to the problem and incorrectly focused on politics, government, and other economic indicators. Ignoring the reality that tourism contributed and continues to assist in the expansion of the virus across borders around the world. Failure is not an option. Within the industry, there appears to be a general consensus that there is no way the industry will return to what it was. However, <clears throat> there is little concrete information being offered as to what could should be done to reboot the hotel, travel, and tourism industry. Without a game plan, there's little hope of the future. Acknowledging tourism as a part of the problem, it's the structure of tourism that enables and even accelerates the global spread and impact of COVID-19. The current disease is not one-off. It's part and parcel of the tourism industry. The disease developed expanded through the links between urbanization, globalization, environmental changes, agribusiness, religion, and capitalism. The disease spread through travel and tourism. We occupy an interconnected world where we share pollution, waste, climate, as well as global, national, regional, economic development, plus value and decision-making priorities that affect policy and politics. On a global level, all our systems are interwinded. This includes biologically, physical, and socio-economic. What happens in one part of the planet ultimately impacts on multiple parts of the globe. Decisions made in the United States ripple through to Brazil, Argentina, and ultimately the entire planet. The responses to COVID-19 have been influenced not by science, by science and health professionals, but rather by governments, institutions, businesses, and individuals with vested interest. Because of the silo-like approach to the pandemic, the virus not acknowledging politics and borders attaches itself to the closest candidates without regards for wealth, race, or religion. The result is that doctors and nurses are left treating the symptoms of the disease and unable to kill its roots. Will it disappear? President Donald Trump said he believes the coronavirus will just disappear and the theory has influenced businesses, education, manufacturing, international trade and healthcare. The decision to maintain business continued, continuously and jobs resume, resume and return to the oldest paradigm of economic success and growth was motivated by government policies and practices with the generous not to special interests like cruise ships. What is missing from the scenario is any consideration of discussing of the long-term ramifications of the decision. The political and corporate focus is fixated on relaxing restrictions for reopening and restarting economies at the expense of human lives combined with a refusal to explore other strategic and tactic that could lead to economic recovery. 
Because the United States guardrails put in place by previous administration were removed by the uh, current resident of the White House, and the occupying administration is not equipped to present an efficient, effective, or intelligent response to the virus, people have engaged in panic buying and overconsumption of online pra uh, practices like virtual entertainment, food, beverage supplies. Late arriving but totally necessary lockdowns have enhanced consumer uncertainties and the fears are exacerbated as traditional consumers' lifestyle previously determined to be essential to happiness and success disappear. Studies try to predict and measure when tourism will be rebooted and when the old tourism metrics will be reacted. Governments raise to minimize economic loss and be the first to reopen borders and bring back tourism, financial markets, investors, and cash liquidity, only to find that the virus returns with the vengeance. The industry is not looking for answers to their current or future realities. Rather, they are trying to find feel-good answers to reaffirm the outmoded, outdated, and useless mindset and business model. How is the tourism in the future? This may be the appropriate time to question and even shift the paradigm of tourism and evaluate how it's viewed, practiced, and managed. Why is it regarded as a way to escape, relax, and socialize, construct new identities and status as a reward, as a break from routine, from a life that has little or no meanings or satisfaction. Why do people decide to travel thousands of miles from home in order to be or regain the feeling of being happy? Why are cultures commoditized by tourism be, uh, becoming attractions to please the tourists as a way of drive economic growth? Tourism should not be seen as an expense or as something frivolous and frequently artificial. Tourism is a mindful business investment and should focus on developing sustainable resources and develop with the objectives of environmental protection and sustainable and not exploitation. Private sector check-ins. Some partners in the travel and tourism industry have begun to accept their role in creating the pandemic and address their responsibility, although the focus is on finding short-term solutions to the immediate crisis and not long-term improvements. These companies are redesigned environmental friendly adventures that run from wine estates to outdoor activities with a focus on private, individual or small groups that require social distancing and face covering. A few tourism partners have upgraded cleaning procedures, adopting new standards based on the advice of medical or hospitality consultants. Some Enterprises are even putting their money where it helps, stepping into the absurd by anti-microbial um, fabrics and surfaces and upgrading their HVAC system. Restaurants, hotels, airports, public spaces are redesigning environments, making them contact-free or introducing robots. Mobile apps are being used for reservations, check-in and check-outs, room access, digital payments, and purchases for services, entertainment, and even reservations. New COVID-19 technology is able to ensure crowd size and management at public events, airports, shopping malls, museums, and hotels. The longer-term review of tourism will require a pivot from heavily 
hedonic and central experience where mass size matters to an industry with meaning and substance. Replacing the smell of fragrance to one of cleanliness, the value of social distancing and individual interactions instead of a focus on groups, the use of indoor voices instead of the roar of the crowds. Government transformation. The role of government in tourism needs to be revisited. In the Caribbean, governments have permitted cruise lines to pollute the oceans and rivers, destroy beaches and build hotels without regards to preservation and community interest. In Asia, neighborhoods are relocated for a highway that diminished the time from the airport to downtown hotels. In other parts of the world, children are paraded in front of tourists asking for pencils, papers, and books because the local economy is unable to support primary education. All of these behaviors are practiced without conversation or informed consent from the citizens of these countries. At some moment, the current pandemic will sub subside. However, there are others waiting in, in the wings. The tourism industry continues to facilitate the expansion of this disease and does not fully acknowledge its role. Restriction, uh, restricting travel is one way to stem the pandemic's spread. However, this practice can cause more harm than good by hindering info sharing, medical supply chains and harming ec economies, according to the World Health Organization Secretary General. A senior scholar at the John Hopkins Center for Health Security finds that government are ultimately trying to do something that has very little benefit but a very real harm. It has been shown over and over again that putting up barriers to travel doesn't stop contagious infectious diseases. It's time for the industry to address the issue and repair the damage, replacing what is no longer viable with a new healthy and dynamic industry. As Hillard the Elder in 100 BCE said, if not now, then when will it happen? This is an article today published by Dr. Eleanor Garley. Uh, she's our New York-based uh, reporter. And um, um, it gives, I think, everyone a lot to think about. Thank you.